748 on Lacrosse Talk on WIZM from his own super secret COVID free bunker sealed in with all the necessary supplies, lots of toilet paper and coffee, I'm guessing. Senator Ron Johnson. Hey, good morning. Thanks very much for talking with us. Good morning, Mike. How you doing? Uh, well, I'm I am well. Uh, also on lockdown. I haven't uh, seen hiding her hair of family and friends in a really long time. Are you locked down in D.C. or are you back here in the district? No, I'm, I'm, I'm in my home with a lot, a lot of cans of soup uh, and doing <laughs> face FaceTime with uh, my grandchildren, my kids and stuff. So do, doing what most Americans are doing, try, trying to you know, take the first responsibility and staying healthy ourselves. So and that we you know, so we don't spread. That's, I think, the duty of every American is, is follow those guidelines. Keep your hands clean. Don't touch your face. Socially isolate yourself. Maintain the social distancing. Don't get sick yourself. And, and uh, certainly if you're sick, don't, don't spread it around. Lots and lots of people here are, are concerned and uh, some of them even adamant that we open the country back up ASAP today would be uh, not too soon for some people because, uh, as has been pointed out, the media's uh, initial reporting of prospective dead of over uh, a million people, almost two million people could die. Wait 500, wait 200, wait less than 100,000. The numbers continue to drop. The curve is being flattened Uh, here in western Wisconsin. We're in pretty good shape as compared to others. Uh, is is the president right in that he will flip a switch, so to speak, and the borders will be open, and uh, we can get back to work as as uh, as quickly as possible? Or is there some other incremental plan in mind? Well, first of all, it's not a binary choice. I think our first step is we have to keep as much of the economy open as possible, where people can go to work, they can maintain social distances, they can stay safe. And we can reduce the spread of this. So that's we need to keep a lot of our economy open if we want to keep hospitals open, grocery stores open. I mean, think of the supply chain. So the first thing is not allowing more of the economy to close that doesn't have to. So those uh, institutions, those businesses where people gather, where you represent a, a risk for spread, they need to remain closed. And, and we need to try and as efficiently and effectively get them financial assistance, the people that work there as well as those businesses so they can remain viable and they can reopen. But the thing I've been working on is something that I hope can break the back of the crisis entirely, and that's an effective therapy. The more I am hearing, the more I'm reading about hydroxychloroquine, I think that is the answer. And so, you know, I I helped break the logjam of the uh, strategic stockpile who had 30 million million tablets donated by Novartis uh, they'd only shipped out as of, uh, like, Sunday or Monday 200,000 of those tablets. Now I'm being told through, you know, staff contacts that about 50% of that has been distributed directly to hotspots but also through the distribution system. That's a good thing. What we need to do is we need to have more hospitals, more state medical boards actually encouraging the use of hydroxychloroquine early in any kind of COVID-19 case. It seems to be more effective as a, as a prophylactic or in the early use, although there's evidence that's also helpful in later use, particularly combined with things like the ZPAC or zinc. Uh, this, this is definitely uh, effectiveness trials on the fly, but these are extraordinary times. They require extraordinary measures. You know, I'm, I'm the guy that pushed right to try 
if ever there was a good application for right to try, in other words, patients having the right, doctors having the right to say, well, it's maybe not gone through all the approvals for this particular use, but this is a drug that's been around literally since about 1950. It's been prescribed to uh, arthritis patients or lupus patients. Uh, it's an anti-malarial drug. It's, it's been prescribed safely. And by the way, I, I, I think it's extremely effective if you're a lupus patient, you're not catching COVID-19 is what pretty much what we're, we're reading the literature right now. So this yeah. is this is a drug that should be being used widely right now, very early in the course of treatment. But there's been a reluctance on the part of, you know, for example, the CDC, although, you know, I've, I've talked to the director. He, he's not opposed to this, but just the bureaucracy itself, it just slow walks these things. They can't bring themselves to recommend it. I talked to the, the CEO of Novartis, headquartered in Switzerland, without the full evidence, the equivalent of CDC in Switzerland is recommending its use. Now, the CDC won't recommend it. They're showing dosage numbers. We have this emergency use authorization. But I, I just heard, and again, this is from, from an expert that said some state medical boards are actually threatening doctors, threatening their license if they use this. I think that is unconscionable. So, again, from too. my standpoint, this is, this is an off-label use. The, you know, there's mounting anecdotal evidence that this is working Doctors and patients ought to have the right, and they ought to have access to this type of drug. This literally could break the back of this crisis almost overnight. If people were convinced, even if they get COVID nineteen, there's a cure. They're not going to. They're, they're not going to. The disease will not progress to the point for the vast majority to going on a ventilator. So we need that effective therapeutic. I, again, mounting evidence that we we have one. You know, unfortunately, the press has ridiculed the president for pushing this. I think the president's been absolutely correct in pushing this. He needs to prod his, his medical experts, push it more broadly throughout the country. Well, and since hydrochloroquine has been used by other countries for years, uh, in some cases decades, with uh, without the ill effects that uh, here in the United States the CDC is is uh, wants to still test, uh, and normally those tests take years, they've been done in other countries. Why is it that? Our medical uh, research group, the CDC, can look at France or Switzerland and say, yeah, yeah, your tests aren't as good as our tests. We'll just continue on this path for the next couple of years and let you know what we find out later. What's with well, that? Hydroxychloroquine has been used widespread in the U.S. as well to treat lupus as an anti-malarial drug. So we have decades of experience with this in terms of you know, any kind of medical problems people might have with it, but is generally safe you know no, no medication is 100 percent safe but this is generally safe it's been used for decades it just hasn't been approved and proven completely effective for use with covid19 because this is a new disease so, but anecdotally it seems to be pretty darn effective and, and the evidence is mounting day after day after day and we should just be widely using this that is, is my belief I'm, i know i'm not a doctor you, you know so don't listen to me Look at look at the evidence, but use use your freedom, your rights. If, if you get COVID nineteen, you ought to be screaming for hydroxychloroquine early in your treatment. Well, and uh, doctors in Wisconsin are they being threatened uh, with the removal of their license if they do use it? Is it even available to use if a, a doctor in Wisconsin wanted to? I, I believe it is widely available. I have not heard any okay. threatened 
threats to Wisconsin doctors. But again, there is just a reluctance on the part of any medical professional, any hospital association, without the recommendation from the CDC, you know how it litigious our society is. So there's just a reluctance to move forward and, and widely prescribe this and widely use this until you get that blessing from the FDA. So, again, I, I, I've been on the case. You know, First of all, I think largely through my efforts, or certainly partially through my efforts, that 30 million doses is beginning to be distribute, distributed. About half of it is what I've been told has been distributed now uh, to hot spots and through the, the normal distribution channels. So it will become more widely available. When I talked to the CEO of Novartis, he said another 50 million doses will be donated. These are donated to the national stockpile to be distributed. Yeah, wow. And apparently we have the, the API, the active pharmaceutical ingredients, in the U.S. to produce more. So supply should not be a problem. Uh, from my standpoint, I think every healthcare worker should already be on this as a prophylactic. You know, again, well, we'll see. Prescribed by a doctor, making sure that there's not some underlying condition where we might know there may be a side effect. But to me, get these in the, get get this being used by doctors, by nurses, and early in treatment. I, the sooner we do this, the sooner we send that out as a recommendation, I think more lives will be saved, and that we can break the back of this crisis, and then we can fully open up the economy. Do you think that parts of this country uh, could be or even should be reopened while we still have a few hot spots? Uh, flattening the curve uh, here in western Wisconsin uh, is considerably ahead of the game than Detroit or New York or California. Do we have to wait till everybody's curve is flattened before we flip the switch and reopen? But again, it's, it's not a binary choice, open, closed. We have to keep as much of our economy open and Obviously, there are regional differences. And so I, I don't think you have to keep every restaurant closed, you know, until every restaurant can open. Uh, we, we, need to, we need to look at the data. But, again, that's the reason, Mike, I am, I've, never, I've never pushed hydroxychloroquine as hard as I'm pushing it on your show today. Uh, again, I, I've, I've seen more evidence. I've, I've heard more reports. It is mounting. This is the time to open up and start recommending this and start using it widely. I think that could break right, the back of the crisis. One more quick question before we run out of time. Uh, what about your efforts and others to keep pork out of the next emergency spending bill? Well, that's going to be impossible. I mean, there's, there's no doubt about it. Um, the $2.2 trillion bill, now we're going to plus up the the PPP program, the, the, the small business loans uh, to try and keep businesses viable. Uh, listen, this is nobody's fault other than may maybe the Chinese government not being transparent in the who and not trying to warn countries so they could have been better prepared. But this is nobody's fault. Uh, we are seeing life savings just evaporated, evaporate, you know, small business owners. So we're trying to do everything we can to get that liquidity, get the funds in the hands of the people that work for those businesses and the businesses themselves so they can survive this crisis and reopen and rehire. It's not going to be Senator perfect. Ron you know, unfortunately, there are people that be fraudulent about this, but we have to get those funds flowing as quickly as possible. Senator Ron Johnson, thank you very much. We'll do it again. That's Lacrosse Talk for this hour. It's 8 o'clock. WIZM.